The following transmission is an utterly nonsense podcast exclusive presentation. Cue that motherfucking 8 bit intro. our first audio only episode technically it's episode 21 mm-hmm. but for all intents and purposes for audio platforms this is the first episode i mean we're probably still gonna, utterly nonsense yeah i mean we're probably still gonna upload it as like uh, utterly nonsense episode 21 but uh you know we're gonna have to have audio only in cadences if we're uh you know bringing it onto youtube but, uh, right. So, yeah, for those of you who are just listening and this is your first time experiencing Utterly Nonsense, uh, we do have a YouTube Welcome. page which uh, has a lot more material on it. So, uh, check us out there. It's just called Utterly Nonsense. Literally the first and only thing that'll come up if you type that into YouTube. So, Yes, we are one of a kind. Yeah. <laughs> Although you do always get something called Utter Nonsense, which is like a board game or something. Yeah, which it seems weird to me that they're advertising like this failed board game on youtube you know yeah i don't know uh, i'll just deny its existence yeah. beyond this point yeah so for those who are wondering uh what do we talk about well we were just talking about this earlier what what, what is our topics comics sci-fi do we go beyond that well, video games perhaps? you know i'm still cool with the whole uh, nerd culture label i know uh you find that borderline yeah. derogatory but uh you know, I, I think that's some it's just a bit cringy well, for my taste. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when it comes down to it, comics, superheroes, uh, The Flash, if you can consider that. I, I mean, basically everything on the CW is a soap opera by default or soap opera adjacent. So, I don't know. It, 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 it all yeah, sort of falls under that uh, nerd culture moniker. True, but you think they would get nerds to write the shows. No. Wouldn't Instead, you? they have a room full of women and people of color. Yes, they have a, a very colorful, diverse room diverse. of people who do not like your male characters. Yes. I'm my you can't see my fingers right now, they're in a very obvious quotations, air quotes. Uh diverse. Yeah. At, at a point you gotta wonder, so, uh, when you're losing that straight male uh, you know, voice, is it really diverse anymore or is it everyone but straight white males? Eh, I don't know. Well it's, the funny thing is that these kinds of things always have a predominantly male audience and are initially created with that in mind. Yeah. And, and then they start changing it because they said, oh, we want to attract more people. But then I feel like now it's just more about keeping up looks than it is actually attracting a broader audience. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, I don't know. I, you got to be careful what you say. You got to be careful what you do. And uh, don't overthink your overthinking. Yeah. I mean that, uh, and that's a little taste of uh, of our conversation. Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, so I mean, for the future of this podcast, and you know, this is the thing we've been talking about, but our longtime viewers probably aren't aware of. Uh, you know, we're going to try to focus these on a single topic from now on, uh, rather than just you know, sort of going into a mishmash of you know, basically going in headfirst with nothing to actually talk about and just talking. So, if you haven't read the title of this episode, uh, we are discussing Deadpool 2, which has been out for about two weeks now. Yeah, so just sit back and relax while we ruminate about some complete nonsense. What is this? Well, it's definitely not news. 
It's nonsense. And I can hear your dogs in the background. Yeah, we're going to have to mute that out. <laughs> Just uh, don't use my audio <laughs> while, while, while I'm not talking. Okay, so um, right off the bat, um, you know, I, I uh, ended up putting out a Deadpool 2 poll. Um, I don't know if that was yesterday or today. I kind of lost track of time with it. Um, truth is, I'm working in my dad's office mm-hmm. this summer. Time has no meaning to me anymore. But... Um, Oh yeah, forget it. I don't, I don't experience time on a linear level. No, wait, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, just fucking don't get an office job. It's the dullest fucking thing in the world. I can imagine. Uh, My internship. Yeah. Taught me that. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, there's a difference. Imagine having things to do at an office job. Now imagine having nothing to do at an office job. It's even worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly what I've got. Like, I always get the uh, really shitty, really menial jobs, which, you know, I can't complain about because, I mean, that's what an office job is. You know, I knew what I was going into. But, uh, yeah, fucking dull. Okay, so just to get straight into that whole uh, poll, um, yeah, I I wrote this uh, while I was at work yesterday. Um, So, you know, I I wanted to get a few more out, but I have this one main poll just because I wanted to see people's reactions to it. And, uh, you know, we still have a few days active on the poll. By the time we release this episode, I I think it'll still actually be open because I set it for a full week. Um, As of now, May the 31st, it is. it has 42 votes. Yeah. So, um, and it's got five days left. So the question is, who was the best new character in Deadpool 2? And when I say new, I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, character yeah. that was in Deadpool 2 that was not in the first. So, you know, the options I gave were Cable, Domino, Firefest, and Juggernaut, which, I, 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 in my opinion, the four most interesting characters are the four most prominent, aside from, you know, Deadpool himself. So, you know, before we actually reveal, like, what the uh, poll numbers are so far, um, what did you think of each of these characters and of the movie as a whole? I, I definitely like the additions. I think they added to this world of Deadpool because I know uh, there's a whole bunch of scenes where he references the X-Men. You even see him for about a second in a different room. They kind of hint that uh, that the, the mansion isn't abandoned every time he goes there. They're just avoiding him. But I really feel like he's in his own world, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think the characters, they add a decent amount to the world. I like how, okay, let's start with Cable. He, where he came from, definitely feels like a Days of Future Past kind of thing, like some kind of dystopian future. Yeah, I know. Whenever he's on the screen, it feels like one of those doomsday X-Men movies. He feels like X-Men. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, I, I will say, uh, right off the bat, I think uh, what they've been doing with the whole timeline, you know, it, it's, it just speaks to how self-aware the Deadpool movies are that, you know, like... They, they're very oh aware God, of how like fucked. Up, they're very aware of how fucked up the X Men timeline is, and the fact that there's no hope of uh, actually fixing it. You know, I, I do like yeah. some of the Easter eggs, like just the very brief snippet of where you see the uh, you know um, new X Men team. You know, the yeah. uh, uh, James McAvoy uh, group. And, you know, you, you, I don't know if you picked up on the Quicksilver shirt, like, you know, how he wears a decade-appropriate band t-shirt in every scene he's in. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't notice so, that. I was looking at Beast because I thought he looked like the original Beast from X-Men 3. Honestly, I can't, like, he, you know, it, it's, it, like, I'm very aware of when it's Nicholas Holt and very aware of when it's Kelsey Grammer, and it's still very clearly the uh, new Beast, you know, as far as I can tell. Um... 
Yeah, but uh, Evan Peters was actually wearing a Nirvana shirt in that scene. And, I, I mean, logically, it can't be said in the 90s. So, it, it, I don't know. The, no, whole, the whole thing. And the funny thing of, is that yeah. team is, in, is from the 80s, right? Apocalypse was supposed yeah. to be in the I 80s. I mean, again, Days of Future Past was set in the late 70s. Like, they've been moving it up. And uh, First Class was set in the 60s. So, they've been moving it up a decade right. with each subsequent movies, even though the characters don't seem to age between movies, you know? Um so again that just speaks to how fucked the timeline is but uh so the fact that deadpool acknowledged that it's you know it's a nice touch um you know i don't think there's anything that it doesn't acknowledge which is the funny thing well again uh, it speaks to the self-awareness of the whole thing um the fact that they're not said in a specific time frame but the fact that deadpool couldn't sort of exist in every time frame it's yeah i don't know it's an interesting way of approaching the whole cinematic universe dynamic yeah, because he he references pretty much everything from Marvel Studios to other Fox movies that there've been and DC. Mm-hmm. Every, every DC he talks about uh, Green Lantern. He mentions the thing from Dawn of Justice. He basically parodies yeah. kind of what what we would talk about how all of these different things come together under one banner. That's kind of like him, except he's making fun of all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean. Uh, I will say... Uh, Who knows? Maybe he'll appear on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure uh, Ryan Reynolds has nothing better to do than uh, appear on a podcast between two guys who are barely... Or I'm still in college, but I was going to say barely out of college. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say barely Irish. Well, yeah, we are barely Irish, too. In fact, our uh, leprechaun friend isn't with us right now, so uh, we're really barely Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know my dad just got his uh, Ancestry.com results back, and uh, I'm not sure what the actual Irish percentage is because I can't get him to reveal anything. Uh, the one thing I did learn from that whole thing is that I'm very distantly Jewish. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's honestly like such a... Sp- Hold on to yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. Um, ah, what was I going to say about... I, I think I... Oh, yeah, the opening scene. So, um... I, I did see the movie with my whole immediate family, and, uh, you know, my oh, sister boy. is a diehard Wolverine fan, and she's also, like, you know, a teenage girl. So, yeah, wow. that kind of made her cry instantly. <laughs> Just the Logan reference. Oh, yeah. And it was right at the beginning, right? They didn't. Oh, they didn't stray away time. from it at all. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? Wolverine died. I'm going to top that fucker right now. I'm going to die in my movie. It's like, oh, you told us the ending. Okay. Yeah. But then he takes like an hour to die. Well, I mean, the, that's the thing about the Deadpool movies, you know, like it follows a very basic plot structure. You sort of know what's going to happen going in. Uh, with the first one, it was a very standard three act, uh, you know, called arms, hero's journey type thing. Guy gets the girl, all yeah, that yeah. shit. Uh, nothing really shocking about the plot. It's just how it gets from point A to point B that really, you know, makes the movie interesting. Yeah, this one I thought it was definitely, I don't know about more complicated than the first one, but it was less focused because he had all these things being introduced, like the kid and, and um, what, what's the name, Cable, and then him forming the team. So they have like all these different kinds of tones being combined because they're, they're in prison, they're in the future. It's a comedy thing like in uh, Mystery Men where they're recruiting all of these these uh, misfits who can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I, uh, I actually talked about that with somebody. Have you ever seen the movie Mystery Man? I have not, actually. There's a scene just like the one where uh, Deadpool and the other guy are, are looking for team members. 
where there's just these weird people coming in that don't actually have powers, but they just do something stupid. Like, there's a one guy called the Waffler. And he's like, I can bash the enemy with my griddles of justice. Yeah. Or burn them like so. And I have my truth-telling syrup. Yeah, I mean, I had an idea for a movie, actually, a few years ago, where um, it, it's sort of like an Avengers-style team-up movie, where you have all of these characters coming together from seemingly uh, random locations to fight off some greater evil, but uh, each of the characters has the most useless powers imaginable. So you'll have, like, the main guy, right, who, uh, you know, his only his greatest ability is that he can turn invisible, right? But he can only turn invisible when no one's looking at him. I feel like that's been done. I, see, I've definitely mentioned that before, like just that exact uh, power set. That's like my go-to useless superpower. But um, <laughs> no, that's actually the guy. That's one of the characters in the movie Mystery Men. He has that exact power. Are you serious? I yes, swear, I, they I did thought it. I made. I came up with that. Like, I, I definitely have not seen or even heard of this movie. You know? Um, but, yeah. There's a guy in there who does just that, and, and like at the very end, nobody's looking at him, and he actually turns invisible. Yeah, like Vanisher. Yep. Yeah. Another great moment in uh, Deadpool Two was when uh, it's revealed that Brad Pitt was the actor who brought Vanisher to life. Yeah, I've, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess it's just the joke because Brad Pitt. But I was like, oh hey, Brad Pitt. Yeah. No, I like Brad Pitt. I, I had a feeling it would be somebody famous. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't see that coming, uh, and like, I, I, I knew they were gonna make some sort of reveal with Vanisher. Like, they wouldn't uh, just have an yeah. invisible character and that be the end of the joke. But um, I don't know. It, it was sort of interesting how they uh, just destroyed the X Force immediately after introducing <laughs> them. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, I, I yeah, they all get wasted. I'm not afraid to admit that, like, I'm one of the few people alive who actually enjoyed parts of Suicide Squad. You know, the, one of my favorite parts from that movie was, you know, the introduction of Slipknot, just to have him killed immediately. And I, oh, yeah, like, I actually like that part. I mean, I was laughing hysterically throughout that. And then Deadpool 2 just puts it shame, you know? Yeah, that was the thing. It did kind of feel like a suicide squad because they all freaking commit suicide. Well, is it really suicide? I mean, if it's unintentional, is it really suicide? unintentional suicide and i mean i guess it's not like any of them actually kill themselves aside from like peter you know yeah <laughs> poor peter poor yeah peter wisdom yeah i honestly thought that was the reveal they were going for but um why did you put peter in the uh <laughs> in the list i would have voted yeah you know i was thinking about it but then i figured maybe i should have characters who have more than two minutes of screen time well, he had a little bit more than that, but... I don't know. Well, you get what I'm saying. Him. Like, he wasn't... Yeah. He, he was a joke, you know? He wasn't a major part of the movie by any means, even if he was a major part of the marketing towards the end. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I was actually surprised they didn't use him more. I thought he'd be one of the few surviving members of X-Force. Yeah, I thought it was, too, that it was supposed to be, you know, ironic, the one guy who can't do anything actually ends up doing something yeah so um i will say um post credit scene just the uh whole introduction of uh time travel into the whole thing uh is any of deadpool 2 going to have any sort of lasting consequences or, uh or was it just a gag yeah you know i kept thinking okay they kill off his his girlfriend or fiance whatever and maybe they're gonna have her being dead in place of lady death yeah that's what i was thinking he's always and, trying to yeah. get with i thought i was like oh that's that's what they're going for but then then he just undoes the thing where, where she dies and oh she, i guess she's alive now yeah 
I, I don't know. I, you know, I guess we're going to have to wait for Deadpool 3 or the X-Force, like, actual movie to find out what actually happened with the whole thing. Um, I, I will say, like, the only members of X-Force that I actually gave a damn about were the ones that survived. So, you know, I could care less either way. Or I couldn't care less either way. Yeah, I like how he only saves Peter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, by extension, I guess they uh, all sort of survive. Or he could have saved them all if he wanted to. I don't know. I, I feel like there was know. more to the post credit scenes than I'm making out or less. Um, yeah, what else? I think the, that, that point of that scene was just to be funny. I, I, don't, I don't even know if it was supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. Well, uh, But then again, it's Deadpool, so you never know. Uh, yeah, I know. I, uh, again, I wouldn't be shocked if they kept uh, Vanessa dead or alive in the next one. I, I could see it going either way, and I could see them making... Uh, or I could see them building on this either way. But um, yeah... Uh, what else about post credits? Anything? I mean, I, I guess it's sort of. I, I like how they uh, did the thing where they kind of inserted him into old scenes from Origins. Yeah, no, I thought that was pretty kind of funny, psychic. Um, done well because you could see how they freeze framed it, where it's yeah, like just showing Wolverine's claw with Deadpool in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty basic editing technique when it comes down to it. Uh, yeah, so. If that is canonical, well, first of all, Ryan Reynolds would be dead in uh, the X Men continuity, but um, like uh, <laughs> literally, Ryan Reynolds would be dead. I, so I mean, is the like assuming it it did uh, cement, assuming it did like take place, whatever happened in the post credit scene did take place. Would that explain why the X Men timeline is so fucked up? <laughs> Just a uh, Deadpool meandering in the time space continuum. That could be an offhanded explanation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will, you know, I, I'm anxious to see uh, Deadpool interact with other characters. You know, I'd love to see Ryan Reynolds's Deadpool in a non-Deadpool movie, just to see if the character can sort of interact with the rest of the X-Men universe. Well, aren't they supposed to be making an X-Force film or something? Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it... Speaking of which, did you catch the subtle reference to his X-Force costume? Oh, the oh, X-Men yeah. uniform in the like the x-men trainee thing with the yellow or was there something oh, no, not even that up? i mean like towards the end when i guess he gets burned, burned oh the and his black costume turns gray. yeah 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 i was like ah subtle reference mm-hmm. although I, I don't actually like the gray no i mean it's, it's too I, I doubt he's ever gonna ditch the pure like you know vintage red deadpool costume you know yeah maybe he'll put on the uh the jersey again <laughs> I don't know. Trainee. I, I don't see him ever becoming a uh, permanent full-time X-Men member, you know? So I guess just to get back to the poll we had, and, uh, you know, just based yeah, on the, the... the poll from 15 minutes ago, remember that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know... Uh, I voted for Cable, but to be honest, I think I'm a little biased because yeah. I already knew Cable, and I thought he was just cool. Well, to be fair, I also voted for Cable, and I actually knew uh, pretty much all the characters except Firefist going in. Um yeah, so Domino is leading by a pretty strong margin. Like, it's right now Domino leading by 57%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd be anxious to see if uh, Cable can catch up at all. Uh, again, we have like five and a half days left on this. So it, it's definitely possible. I can see why people would vote for her rather than Cable. No, she's an interesting character and she'd be a close second for me. But, uh, you know, I still think Cable's the most... You know, he he's a cool character. He has the best uh, interaction with. He Deadpool. has the best new story. Yeah. Whereas she's kind of there just as a catalyst for interesting scenes in slow motion. Mm-hmm. That that's basically it. They she doesn't really have a character. 
they briefly reference it when she's like, oh, yeah, I was raised in that school, mm-hmm. that orphan school, whatever it was. And it's like, oh, okay. So uh, just an extra reason for you to be here, I guess. And she didn't really need it. Yeah, so you did catch that it was the Essex school, right? Essex. I, I feel like I know his name because I saw the X-Men cartoon from yeah. the 90s. Uh, Mr. Sinister. Essex. Yes. Yeah. All right. Real okay. last name of Mr. Sinister, which uh, if, if I remember correctly, they also hinted towards uh, Mr. Sinister being one of the future villains in uh, the Wolverine, like the uh, actual like classic Wolverine suit that's given to him. And I, I forget if it was a deleted scene or a post credit scene, but it was from the Essex Corporation. Uh, yeah, I think it was post-credits yeah so i mean they've been hinting at the character appearing in the x-men movies for a while and just nothing's come of it so <laughs> i don't know I, I, i'd yeah, be I anxious know, they, to they see if uh, and... they ever do anything with him um to be fair they brought apocalypse onto the big screen and he's both a more obscure villain and a more ultra you know powerful villain uh i wouldn't well in terms of the X-Men world, Apocalypse is one of the main ones, one of the main bad guys. Yeah, but I mean, if you mention it to a regular, um, if you re- if you mention it to a casual movie watcher, if you re- if you uh, do it to someone who's actually uh, got a very base knowledge of the X-Men universe, they're probably not going to know who Apocalypse is, you know, or they probably wouldn't have known yeah, prior probably. to There's a lot of scrubs out there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. When it comes down to it, Magneto's the big bad, you know? Um, but I, I feel like they've been inching away from that since the main trilogy. Oh, yeah. I found it funny how... Do you remember how we had that one clip from a previous episode where you, you were talking about the analogies of X-Men to, you know, like uh, minorities and then LGBT rights? Sure. How Professor X is the Martin Luther King, Magneto's the Malcolm X. Deadpool mentions that exact thing, practically. Yeah. No, well, well, like he mentions that the X-Men, yeah, who happened to be an outdated analogy to civil rights movement yeah he says something like that i think that's pretty much exactly what he says and uh again they go you know i i mentioned that same clip which uh again it's available on our youtube channel uh go check that out uh if you are watching this on youtube we will have a link for that somewhere in the description below um (laughs) yeah so i did mention uh it, it could apply to a number of civil rights movements uh you know obviously the current lgbtqa movement uh where i know i don't even know if you can call it current just because uh as soon as uh you know uh, same-sex marriage became legalized the movement sort of lost any momentum it was going for yeah it was pretty much i it. mean that was sort of the culmination of their whole efforts uh the same way that the civil rights act was the culmination of the civil rights movement of the 60s um and yeah. you know although if you read the news you might be led to believe otherwise yeah well again it's you know i don't want to get into that because you know it's sort of off topic and it deserves an episode of its own um <laughs> this is not news it's nonsense um yeah so you know the lgbtqa rights movement didn't have the same sort of uh leadership that the uh, civil rights movement had it didn't have the same sort of opposing viewpoints it was a lot more united in that way but um y- you know they definitely hint at uh mutants being an allegory for the lgbt rights movement in the original x-men trilogy you know, there's a line in X-Men 2, have you tried not being a mutant? Yeah, it, yeah, that it's, was it, more current with the early 2000s. And again, it's the most cliched thing that someone could say to someone who comes out as gay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely got that sort of uh, vibe throughout history. It's definitely being used for a uh, civil rights uh, allegory. Yeah, so I think we've sort of beaten that topic to death.
Yeah, and once Deadpool parodies it, you know it's the end. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the last stop for all jokes. That's one thing I thought about this movie was that they really tried hard to get as many jokes as possible. Like, it, they didn't stop for a minute. Yeah, and yet it sort of worked. You know, it didn't feel rushed or anything. I guess. The main thing was when I watched it, I was like, yeah, okay, I liked it. I, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as when I watched the first one because this one basically tries to recreate the feel of the first one but do it a little bit more excessively. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before and this isn't, it, it's not bad. It's good, but it's like, it's just the same thing. So, right, you know. I mean, you know, just to make a long review short. Um, Which I expected. You know, I, I, de I definitely expected it to be uh, more or less a copy of the first one. I, I expected it to have the same sort of energy to it. Um, a, a couple things I will say. I think it was better well-directed than the first one. Uh, I, I do like David Leitch a little more than uh, Tim Miller. And, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it definitely does have the same momentum as the first one. It feels more like a continuation on the first one than, you know, its own original sort of standalone film. And in many ways, I think that's what a sequel should do. And, you, you know, you have so many you have so many trilogies where the second movie is the clear weak one, you know, the clear uh, drop off point. And uh, for me, mm. Deadpool 2 did not disappoint it, it, it was not a uh iron man 2 it was not a uh, uh what's another good analogy winter soldier i, I mean you probably wouldn't dis you probably would disagree with me on i don't that think one, but, i don't think anyone would say winter soldier was well again for me that Usually was the weakest people say that trilogy. um oh what's another people always say that the the first one is the weakest i was like but i like the first one it was great what in uh captain america no, Cap yeah. uh, First Avenger was the best one of the three. Oh, Avengers. That, that's another one. Age of that's Ultron was the clear say. weak one in that trilogy. Uh, quadrilogy, yeah. if you consider Avengers 4 to be uh, its own thing. But uh, yeah, so for me, Deadpool 2 just sort of had its own. It, it, it was a continuation. It was a sequel, but, you know, it did everything a sequel should do. Yeah, stepped it up, ramped it up. Like, uh, I think another good example of this, some people might not agree because you know opinions, but I have the best opinion, believe me. Mm -hmm. uh, Expendables 2 from 1 to me just ramped up everything in the first one and brought in more people and I thought they were all brought in well, fine and good dandy because they, they had the original team minus like what Mickey Rourke and then you have Arnold and then Bruce Willis gets a piece of the action right. so it was all good yeah I mean I only saw the but first then, one then 3 just kind of went overboard yeah so, I mean, you know, we've been talking for about half an hour now, and we try to cut these down to about half an hour. Um, so, if we have... Has it really? Yeah, I mean, it, we're almost at the 30-minute mark, according oh, yeah, to my right. recording. Um, so, if you have anything else to add, uh, add it. Otherwise, I think now is a good, uh, pretty good stopping point. So, uh, I probably had something else to add, but forgot it over the course of yapping about nonsense. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, you know, this has been Utterly Nonsense. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the places where you might uh, follow someone or something or a and, brand. And yeah. now, if we get these up in time, perhaps even on iTunes and SoundCloud for free. Yeah. Download it. Take it with you wherever you want. Listen to our voices. Maybe listen maybe to us. Hear more. Maybe listen to us on your daily drive to work, or you know, if you're just trying to kill some time. The drive at five on one hundred three. No, never mind. Yeah, we all know you've got some monotonous office work to do. Why not listen to two assholes talk for half an hour or so? Yeah, or do like I do whenever you're grinding through a tower in Injustice Two. 
and it's so boring, but all you want to do is get that damn gear piece. You gotta put something on to distract yourself. Yeah. Okay. People who play the game will, will understand. So much grinding. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk video games next time, hmm? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, this has been utterly really okay, nonsense. Okay, awkward pause. Ending. Credits time. Roll that damn 8-bit outro. Not how I'd phrase it, but yeah, roll. <laughs>